Section two of War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. War Flying by a Pilot by Lessel Finer Hutchin. Book one in training October through April. Chapter one from Theory to Practice. Part one. Side note Early Impressions arrived here okay and reported spent the best part of the morning signing papers and books and buzzing around on the way across to the hangars discovered two rfc men lying on the ground trying to look like a molehill and fidgeting with a gadget resembling an intoxicated lawnmower the use of which i had not yet discovered and posted to a flight and wondering when i am going to get it so to speak you report at six o'clock if you are on the morning list, at nine o'clock if you are not. When you report, possibly you go for a joyride, weather and number of pupils permitting. You spend some time in the shops, followed by a lecture and then drill. At four o'clock you report again. If it's fine and the officers don't feel too bored with life, they may take you for a flight, but it is generally someone else they take, and not you. Then you smoke till five-thirty, when you go home. However, I'm enjoying myself, and the pupils seem a decent lot. I don't think there will be anything doing for the next few days, as there is an abominable mist all over the place. The machines are the safest in the world. Have had a ten minutes flight this evening. It was splendid and felt perfectly safe. Machine seems quite simple to control. I had my hands on the dual set and felt how the pilot did it. Don't expect I shall get up again for a long time. I was quite warm and felt happy, calm, and confident. Side note, my first flying lesson. My first flying lesson was in the gathering dusk of a cold evening, but an extra leathern waistcoat and an overcoat and muffler kept me warm. I mounted to my seat behind the pilot in the nasale of the huge biplane, fastened my safety belt, donned my helmet, and sat tight. A duologue ensued between the pilot and the mechanic, who was about to swing the propeller and to start the great 70-horsepower Renault engine. Switch-off sang out the mechanic. Switch-off echoed the pilot as he complied with the request. Suck-in shouted the mechanic. The pilot moved a lever. Suck-in, he echoed. The mechanic put forth his strength and turned the propeller round half a dozen times or so to draw petrol into the cylinders. Contact, he shouted contact came back the echo from the pilot as he switched on a lusty heave of the propeller and the engine was started for a moment the engine was held back while the pilot listened to the deep throbbing of the motor and then satisfied with its running he waved his hand and we began to taxi rapidly across the aerodrome to the starting point the starting point varies almost every day as the rule is to start facing the wind then we turned the pilot opened the throttle wide and a deep roar behind us betokened the instant response of the engine with the propeller doing its nine hundred revolutions a minute we were soon travelling over the ground at forty miles per hour the motion got smoother and on looking down i found to my surprise that we were already some thirty feet above the ground a slight movement of the elevator and we started to climb in earnest a couple of circuits and we were seven hundred feet up the pilot looked round and signaled to me to put my hands on the controls. I did so, and then, apparently, to test my nerves, 
he started doing some real sporting stunts dives steep banks and so on in fact everything but looping the loop however it did not occur to me at the time to be nervous i was enjoying it so much and so at last the pilot who kept casting furtive glances at me was satisfied and taking her up to a thousand feet put her on an even keel and took both his hands off the controls putting them on the sides of the nasal and leaving poor little me to manage the bus this i did all right keeping her horizontal and jockeying her up with the ailerons when one of the wings dropped a little in an air pocket on reaching the other side of the drome he retook control turned her and let me repeat my performance then again taking control the pilot after a few more stunts throttled down till his engine was just ticking over and did a vol plane from a thousand feet into the almost invisible aerodrome a gentle landing in the growing darkness and rising fog a swift taxi along the ground to the open hangar and my first lesson in aerial navigation was concluded the teaching methods may be considered rather abrupt but they are those adopted now by all the flying schools the pupil is taken up straight away on a dual control machine to a height of about a thousand feet and then is allowed to lean forward and amuse himself with the second set of controls any excessive mistake being corrected by the pilot after a time he is allowed to turn unaided to do complete circuits unaided and finally to land the machine unaided if he does this successfully he is sent solo and after a few solos is sent up for his ticket or royal aero club certificate at the time of riding i am doing circuits unaided but i hope weather permitting to have come down unaided by the time this appears in print reprinted from the school journal have not been up again but hope to go to-morrow am enjoying myself and am quite fit had a nice flight yesterday with captain blank if i hope to have another to-morrow up this evening we passed over a field and spotted a be smashed it had run into a hedge no one hurt machine new three flights yesterday and would have gone solo in the afternoon but a pupil smashed the solo machine nothing doing nothing done and a uh, section two